we have a new sponsor on the podcast, folks. It's Quant Wrestling. Super pleased to be working with these folks. They provide analytics on the sport of wrestling, something that's desperately needed in our great sport. Quant does this by tracking over 550 analytics throughout a match and can provide different outcomes such as how long between the time a guy shoots to when he finishes. How often does David Carr start a period on top and end a period on top? Quant can also predict with 82% accuracy match outcomes at the Division I level. You can see all this data in the Quant app, which is available in the Apple App Store as well as the Google Play Store. There are two versions of the app, the Division I app, where Quant is tracking all of their data points on Division I wrestlers on your behalf. Then they also have a youth and high school app where parents and wrestlers watch their matches and input the data into the Quant app, and Quant does all the analytics on the back end. The Quant Wrestling apps are available in the Apple App Store and Google Play Store. That's Quant, Q-U-A-N-T, Q-U-A-N-T. The first two weeks are free, but if you use the discount code WCML, you'll get an additional two weeks for free. That's Quant Wrestling, a new sponsor here on Wrestling Changed My Life. Now let's get to the show. We can endure anything and adapt and pivot and change. Wrestling gave us that ability. I would say nothing in life has impacted me more than the things wrestling has taught me in terms of self-reflection, resilience. Toughness. Some guys have it, some guys don't. Adversity, 100%. How to pick myself up and be a man after I failed. And everything that has shaped my life and where I'm at today would not be there without the values and basically the the lessons I've learned through the sport of wrestling. For me, wrestling saved my life because it, it allowed me to focus and channel my energy. We're fortunate if you wrestled because if you wrestled, natural talent helps, but it's, it's 5% of the ingredient. It pales in comparison to heart and technique and effort. It humbled me, taught me humility. Nothing can hit, humble you more than wrestling. I think it's the learning to adapt, right? You learn, you learn how to adapt, you learn how to solve problems. You know, if I look back at my time, I spent wrestling. If it gave me one thing more than anything else, it's mental toughness. Welcome back to the Wrestling Changed My Life podcast, presented by Quant Wrestling. Download the Quant app now in the Apple and Google Play stores and use the compare feature to predict match outcomes for this weekend's Cliff Keen tournament in Las Vegas. Okay, folks, our guest today is Mr. Bill Zimmerman, Mr. Z, as he's known to his guys, 90 years old. He's joined by three of his former wrestlers, and we talk about the impact Mr. Z had on his program and his wrestlers over the years, which anyone you talk to about this guy just speaks volumes about his leadership and his personality and and how much he gave back. And actually, some of his wrestlers started a scholarship Mike Gretz started a scholarship in Mr. Z's honor, and it's raised almost $100,000, and that's going to go to wrestlers in need in the school district where Mr. Z taught. Fan of the week goes to the man who made this interview happen, Dave Halpern, founder, president, CEO, whatever you want to call it, of the Halpern Law Firm based out of Philadelphia. Dave, thank you so much for the support. Greatly appreciate it. Now let's get to the interview with the great Mr. Z. 
All right, ladies and gentlemen, special episode of the Wrestling Changed My Life podcast. We have a conglomerate of PA wrestlers on here. And uh, really why we're here is to talk about a gentleman by the name of Mr. Z, Coach Z, as he's called. Welcome to the show, sir. Thank you very much. Glad to be here. Yes, and we're joined by a number of your former wrestlers who have started a scholarship in your name, uh, a little bit in part influence from this show. So we're just so touched that, you know, wrestlers are going to be getting financial support uh, in the name and honor of Mr. Z. So let's just start with the one and only William Zimmerman. I noticed that you wrestled in the state tournament in Pennsylvania in 1950, went on to wrestle in college in 1954. Tell me about the Pennsylvania state tournament in the 50s and what it was like back then. Well, I was district champ and I wasn't scored on in my in the high school. I've been in high school wrestling 145. And um, so we drove out to uh, Pittsburgh to, let's see, where we Washington County, which would have been Washington Jefferson College. And so we were, we were driven out. There was three of us that, that qualified to go to the States. And of course, I won two and lost two. And uh, uh, it was a tremendous experience for me. I had never been that far in the state of Pennsylvania, <laughs> but uh, we had a, we had a good team at Abington and um, the states were tough. I mean, most of it was people from Allegheny that were winning at that, at that point. And they, uh, they're probably still winning pretty much. And so that was my experience for the states in, uh, in, in 1950, my senior year. And then I was going to be a carpenter. I had already apprenticeship to do that. And uh, what, uh, what happened was, one of my best buddies on the wrestling team was Charlie Weber, who also was a great football player. I played football too for, for Killinger at Westchester. And um, he said, Zimmy called me up. He said, the Dr. Trezice needs 145 pounder. He said, you got to come out here. I said, look, I can't get, I, I have to, I can't get time off. I think you might fire me if I took time off. So I talked to the boss. He said, you can have one day. So I said, I'll go to Abington high school and get my credentials. So I went up and saw the principal and had two people came in, wrote, wrote that letters of recommendation, and then got it all together and drove out to Westchester and talked to the registrar and talked to the wrestling coach. And I got into Westchester that same day. So wow. <laughs> that was my experience. You don't get in that way anymore. <laughs> what, what was the bigger turning point, joining the Marines or going to Westchester? Well, I think the big turning point was going to Westchester because I never probably would have joined. I probably would have been, been inducted into the army at that point. But the interesting thing was that, uh, so I wrestled four years and then I went to the nationals. Okay. We, they, three, three people were set. Three of us were pretty good at that time at, uh, at Westchester and uh, they promised us to go. And then all of a sudden the, the administration changed their mind. So the, so the fact, the uh, kids struck they said, we're not going to class until you said, <laughs> until you said those guys to the, to the nationals. So they did. Wow. They said, they said to us, they said to us, you're going to pay for this. Anything that we spend on your flight and back, you're going to pay. So of course we didn't pay. And the only, I'm the only one that won anything. I, I, I won two and lost two there. And, uh, but uh, that was a big change. But then, so since I was at Westchester, I wanted to go to Penn State and uh, give a master's degree. So I talked to the, 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 the dean of men and football coach was, uh, was, uh, was, was uh, I think I wrote his name down here. Great guy from Penn State, Killinger. So Killinger wrote me a recommendation. 
he was kind of a, a boisterous guy. He said, you're in Penn State because I went there. So that would happen. I went to Penn State and I helped out with the freshman team. And then I had to make a decision. Where are you going to go? You're going to go in the Army? You're going to go in the Marine Corps? And there was a recruiter right on Penn State. I, I joined the Marine Corps to go to OCS at Penn State and went there that next year and was there for three years. Then I wrestled in the Marine Corps. And I helped out coaching out there. And then wrestling helped me because I wouldn't have gone to college. I wasn't a wrestler. And then, of course, I wouldn't have gone to Penn State and, and learned and joined the Marine Corps. And Marine Corps changed my life, too, uh, because of wrestling. Then when I got out of the Marine Corps, I, I sent my recommendations to all these people around the area. I could have gone to teach it where I, where I grew up at Babington, Cheltenham, and Lower Marine gave me an opportunity. So I went over to see the dean of men there, and he, he said, uh, he said, there's no opening, but he said, next year, we need another wrestling coach, and you're qualified. Looked at the record, went to states, and went to the nationals. And so that's how I got the teaching job finally at Harrington High School, and then became the wrestling coach. And, and when course, you were at Penn State, was the great Bill Cole at Penn State when you were there? Who? Bill Cole. Was he the head coach Bill, at Penn no, State? No, the head coach was Charles Spidell. Charles Spidell. Charles okay. Spidell was. He, I mean, he had great teams, and uh, so uh, he just won the. I think he won the, the, the championship the year before. I think he won oh. in 50, 50, 52 or fifty three. I was out there in, in, in nineteen fifty four. It would have been, and um, so I met him there, and I talked to him, and he said, "Well, if you get into Penn State, he said you're going to be help me with coach wrestling, you help with the freshman team, and and that's what that's what happened." And so wrestling helped me there. And then, of course, wrestling helped me get the job at Lower Marion. So it's true. Wow. And then the dynasty at, at, at Harrington High School begins. Now, Mike, when you were wrestling for, for Coach Z, you know, one of the one of the concepts that I've heard is, uh, you know, the concept of total preparation. And that was learned uh, during the Marine Corps. But, Mike, how did you see that manifest in your day-to-day -day trainings and the philosophy that brought to the program? Well, you know... We're talking about one of the greatest uh, I've ever come across. You know, Bill Zimmerman is a remarkable guy. Um, leadership's a key word, you know, and preparation. I, I look at it as all the shuns, if you will. There's preparation, there's motivation, inspiration, passion. But one of the things Z did, and I think that a lot of that came from the Marine Corps. You know, where I can talk about the drilling and the and the. Um, the cardio work we did every day, drills were a part of our lives. But what Z did with all the shuns, the preparation, inspiration, motivation, passion, is he gave us purpose. So all of that really needs somebody to define what is it we're trying to do. And the Marine Corps probably does it, you know, better than anybody else. You know what your job is, right? So right. Uh, Z, you know, he's wired a certain way. So I think the Marine Corps just found the perfect Marine. You know, there's a guy that went in already, uh, already a leader, but the Marine Corps refined him and, and told him the disciplines of, of what it took. Um, and, you know, Z really applied that every day in a, in a practice room where, you know, it brought order to a chaotic situation. A lot of high school kids, some wrestlers, some bad you know, some just learning. Z dealt with them all, you know, and he dealt with a way, you know, winning was without a question. It was a purpose. You were there to win. But uh, Z would also, you know, keep it humble. 
you know, if you started smelling yourself in that wrestling room, Z would be, he'd be working with you. And that cross face might have a little extra mustard, you know, and you're going to realize I may think I'm good, but that guy is a lot better. And uh, you learn to be humble. Uh, You you hit on something I freaking love, though, when it comes to wrestling and what it does, it gives kids purpose. And you think about how many kids now go to high school. I live across the street from high school. You talk to these kids, they don't have a purpose. They don't know what what they're doing in life, what their goals are. And so that's something that you saw come through right away. Ryan, I think the keys that we talk about with Coach Zimmerman, you know, we look at it, I'm, I'm almost 50 years away from the last practice I had with Bill Zimmerman. And the lessons I learned then are just as relevant today as they were 50 years ago, maybe more so. And purpose is certainly a word that I would say at 66 years old, I still really value uh, the lessons that he told me uh, me and taught us about having purpose in your life. And I think that's a real key thing. And your point today about the young people, you know, uh, purpose is certainly real. Yeah. And Mr. Z, I had read that, you know, during the 80s, the school district you were coaching in passed a, a rule that if you had below a C average, you couldn't compete. And you talk about kids needing purpose. Who needs it more than those kids who are not up to speed in academics? So, Talk about that implication of, of not allowing kids below a C average to compete and how you guys countered that. Yeah, well, first of all, like uh, Michael is exactly right. I, I changed in the Marine Corps too. I mean, we worked hard. And so in the Marine Corps, I just transferred that to making my guys work hard. And that, and that benefited all of us because I was working hard with them because I used to work out a lot with them. And I thought that was important. But uh, they, they sent this thing out and they, they passed it. They said, you got to have a C average about for sports. And I said to myself, that's ridiculous. You can graduate with a D average and you can go to anything else. You can go to, you can be in the the soccer club, you can be in the the play. And, and so we had a lot, we had a lot of people, it was a wild meeting and we had a lot of people standing up and said, that's ridiculous. You can't do that. So they changed the way because for me, I spent a lot of time going to teachers and saying, can you help this gentleman? He's a, he needs to get, he needs to get up a little bit. Do I want him eligible? And most of the teachers actually would help a lot. And they helped a lot of kids continue to wrestle and to continue to be, to be uh, successful by just giving them extra, extra credit work. Wow. And so eventually was it overturned or is that still? In it was place overturned today? that same. We came in to protest it. They did it that same night. Wow. It was overwhelming. Yeah, because it was kind of ridiculous when you think about it, letting only the making only the athletes in the school get a C average. You could do anything else in the school, plays and, and anything else. You could go on field trips. Doesn't matter. But they change it. They change it back to a uh, you have to just be just be passing, which, wow. which was a D average, which was enough to wrestle. And not, I'll have to tell you, I had a lot of guys. That, that's why they wrestled, because they had, at least had a D average. They wouldn't have wrestled otherwise. Yeah, think about that. I mean, on its face, it sounds like a good idea, but really you think about, you know, the kind of implications of that. It's like leaving the kids behind who need it the most. That's right. That's exactly right. Wow. And so uh, when you look at, you know, your career and some of the battles you've had, you know, I'm not a PA guy, I'll admit it. So I'm not familiar with this program, but I've heard that the word Sun Valley strikes quite a chord amongst this group. Uh, Tom, talk us through some of your memories uh, of those battles back in the day. Well, sure. I guess let's begin with my memories were the teams prior to my team were much better at beating Sun Valley than my team was. 
Um, I think we got him my senior year, but uh, I think my from freshman, sophomore, junior year, they always got the best of us. You know, listen, it was a high school rivalry. Um, there was a lot of rah-rah. There was a lot of preparation for that match um, and a lot of excitement around it. You know, maybe it's from the Marine Corps or maybe it's just built into Mr. Zimmerman, but he prepared us like we were marine recruits you know the one thing i can say you know honestly i felt like you know the one thing harriton had was we were always ready we were always in shape you never saw us gassing on the mat and you know that the sun valley rivalry aside we were always a prepared wrestling team to go to the mat and give it you know the full six minutes and i credit mr zimmerman and you know his workout regimen with that Unfortunately, it didn't play to my favor while we were wrestling Sun Valley. I know some of the guys on here have much better war stories when it comes to Sun Valley than we do. Um, I think the preparation, though, is key, though, right? Because that's something that even for this podcast, I think the differentiator is the prep work that goes in. And any of you folks who have been successful in business knows that that's that's everything. So is that something you've taken through your career? 100 um, percent. My son was a wrestler and I used to tell him 90 percent of what you're going to get from wrestling has nothing to do with win or loss. It has everything to do with how hard you practice, how hard you prepare. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if there's one reframe that's been consistent throughout my life that I took from wrestling, it's chain wrestling. <laughs> and I learned that from Mr. Z and I apply that into my business life nearly every day. And what I think of chain wrestling, I think of you just keep hitting your move till you score points. Doesn't matter if you hit your move and you fail and you they sprawl and they cross face you, they get behind you just keep chain wrestling. And that's something that has been thematic to everything I do, most particularly business. I chain wrestle in everything I do. It's such a good point. I, yes. Uh, <laughs> is that come back to you, Mr. Z, that concept? Uh, absolutely. You know, do it. As we were talking about before, preparation is the key, and we worked hard on that. And, uh, you know, the old saying was preparation is the key to victory and success, and we did that. And we did, I worked the kids hard, and they were willing to work, and that, that worked out well. And we kept doing the same holds over and over again, you know, cross-face cradles, side cradle, reverse cradle, and, and put chains together with. He's absolutely right. And Bill, when you think back to to some of your lessons learned, you know, one of the notes I keep getting here is is master motivator and motivation in our day and age. You know, my library is filled with self-help books. I'm probably the worst example of this, but, you know, motivation is so fleeting and it's so, uh, you know, can be a cheesy concept. But when it's endearing and true, like it it seems to be with Mr. Z, it it obviously can go a long way. What comes to mind for you when you think about, uh, you know, techniques and philosophies to to motivate kids that were used? Well, he had these sayings that were repeated. They were on the wall. You saw them every day. Uh, There's a poem. I can. I don't know who wrote it. I probably read that twice a day, every day for eight months a year for three years. And I can still recite it by heart, although I haven't heard it in God knows how long. But It was called I Can, and it was just a positive, you know, if you think you can do it, you can do it. Uh, Mr. Z's fear no one, respect all is something that I still carry with me. I'm a trial lawyer, and sometimes I'm against very, very highly skilled trial lawyers, and sometimes not so skilled trial lawyers. 
but I fear none of them. And I do respect them all. <laughs> and part of respecting everyone is preparing to do your best, right? And Mr. Z drilled that into us to prepare. And the thing is, he was such a nice combination of like military drill sergeant with like a funny, warm bent, if that makes any <laughs> sense. So it wasn't like he was yelling at us or mean to us. He was driving us to be the best that we could be. And I think you have a collection of guys on here who were the, the best that yes. they could be. Yes. I loved it. And when you think about, you know, the lessons learned, it sounds like it was more than just wrestling. It was more like life lessons and like father figure type lessons distilled. Very much so. Very much. 100%. So. 100%. Yeah. So, Mr. Um, Z, tell me about the community of the kids you were drawing from. Was it affluent or was it inner city type of a situation? No, you had uh, you had aff affluent young men and you had men that weren't affluent, but uh, they all came together and worked together and uh, it worked out well. Now, you have to understand that uh, we we had a small wrestling room and uh, we, what I tried to do when I first got involved was to make wrestling a part of their life all the time. So I had I, I ran the recreation department in in, uh, in my hometown, which was uh, Plymouth Meeting, and we we had we had a tournament there, and we had a tournament at at, at Harrod each year, and we had all kinds of opportunities to wrestle, and we, we kept kept them going, kept them wrestling, sent them information about wrestling, tried to get wrestling on their mind, and they're interested in it, and a lot of them did a great job of doing it, and I I contributed their, a lot to their parents. And the assistant coach, the head coach at the Welsh Valley, West Valley, did a great job starting the kids. And we picked them up and continued to push them and, and drill them and so forth. But the parents were always helpful. They would pay for kids to go to clinics, to go to camp. And they would make all these awards, had no trouble giving many awards because the parents were right there paying for things. So the parents did a great job. And the administration was also very helpful. But if you look at the whole thing, it was the kids who bought the information and just worked hard and tried to be the best they could be. And you hit on two things that I think are key in program building. You know, everyone can agree that a, a strong parental team is huge. Um, obviously an AD that likes wrestling or at least supports it. But outside of that, you know, when you look at the state of wrestling and the state of coaching now, what are some things you're seeing coaches do that you think may be misplaced or a mistake that, that maybe you would ward against just based on your experience. Anything that jumps out to you? Well, what I would see sometimes some of the coaches would scream and holler at the boy when they lost. I mean, they, they gave their all, but they, they lost, or maybe they made a mistake and I never did that. I mean, I gave it credit for the guys who were out there doing their best to win. And, you know, we, and we emphasized, uh, and we won a lot of matches like this emphasize pinning. I mean, it's not just important to win. It's important to pin for the team. So with 12 matches, a lot of times we won because we had we had pins. The other team won more ma matches, but they didn't pin. So we emphasize that. And uh, sometimes the coaches would yell at them. And uh, I know I won't mention any names. And a lot of, we, we used to go to scrimmage a lot of teams, uh, is, you know, before the season started. Mm -hmm. A couple of them would. Would, would swear, call the kids all kind of names. <laughs> our guy was like, can you believe that, coach? How can you get away with calling those kids those bad names? 
Isn't that crazy? Like you think about what kind of environment's good for employees. It's like certainly not one like that, you know? No, no not at all. But they, some of them did that and uh, we didn't do that. And I, you know, I always felt that they, most of them gave the full effort and that's all you can ask for. Sometimes the guys are more skilled, stronger and so forth. I can remember myself. I wrestled a guy in, in the, in the uh, uh, nationals and I would have moved on to third and the guy's name was Tempest. And I, I was, I mean, I was strong. I can do a lot of chins a lot. He, I couldn't, he grabbed my hand. I couldn't get my hand loose. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't get loose. <laughs> and I got tuned. That it was, that was, I got to, my worst beating was in that last match I wrestled at the, at the nationals. And he went on to be next year. He lost closely to a guy named Hoke in the finals. But the next year he was a national champion. I think he was, I think he was from Illinois or Wisconsin. So that's something you've kept in mind in terms oh, of yes. measuring it's, effort versus outcome. Yes. And, and be as strong as you can be. Cause I always remember guy grabbed me and I couldn't get loose. Well, this is going to be a bad day for me. <laughs> <laughs> One thing I wanted to ask you about before we get into the scholarship is I read that, you know, every September you would mail out goals for the season. Talk us through that and kind of where you got that idea and what you would detail out in those goals. Well, most of what I, the sayings I, you know, picked up from somebody else, somebody, I can't tell you, I don't have too many original ideas in my head. Most of my stuff is stolen. And what I would do, <laughs> I thought that was a good idea. I forget some, I may have been Spidell. It may have, that's the former Penn State coach. It may have been Swartz at Navy because I, as a kid, I would go down there. I could walk to Cheltenham High School. It was about three blocks, but I lived on the other side of the line. I went to Abington. I could walk to, to, to Cheltenham High School. And a guy would come in. He was, he was a Naval Academy coach. He put a wrestling clinic on at, at, at Cheltenham High School. And I'd walk down and join it. I, I'd always tell him, I'm not from, not from Cheltenham, but do you mind if I come in? Coach always let me in. And Maybe not tell. I don't know. Somebody gave me the idea. It was not an original idea. We used it, and it, it kept the kids thinking about wrestling, yeah, and thinking about being as good as they could be. And uh, we worked at that, and it was successful. Yeah, just the concept of having goals is so important. Something to strive towards, and you know, unfortunately, a lot of kids maybe aren't in the situation where they even had exposure to a to a legendary coach such as yourself. And so, what you guys are doing now through this scholarship is trying to broaden the application of the great sport of wrestling. Mike, talk us through how this scholarship came to be and, and kind of where it's at now. Well, I think that um, I'm not sure what the genesis of, of the idea of the scholarship, but the idea of honoring Z has always been there uh, for all of us. I don't speak for myself. I think that one of the things that's been apparent here is that when we talk about this idea to any number of um, wrestlers that have been under Z's tutelage in the past 100% say I'm in. And one of the reasons that it's so perfect is that this is a great way to honor the legacy of Bill Zimmerman, who, who did value education. You know, uh, you, know it, you had to be doing your homework as well as your, your uh, wrestling work. You know, he, he expected you to do your best everywhere. Um, and I, I think that you asked about the, the, um, the environment that up in, you know, Lower Marion's not known to be a poor area, but there are poor families and there are a lot of people that have financial aid. And even today, 
there's a lot of kids that would not be going to college if they didn't have financial aid from Lauren right. and Harris as well. That's a fact. And, and uh, this Lower Marion Scholarship Fund has been in place since 1960, I think it is. And so here's a great way um, to honor this great coach and great teacher. And the scholarship fund has done something unprecedented for uh, Bill Zimmerman. And, and it's really exciting that what they've done is to establish a 50-year scholarship. So every year for 50 years, a, a, a student, preferably a wrestler, but always somebody in financial need. And if it's not a wrestler, who, if there's not a wrestler if, with financial need, it'll go to somebody in the general population of Harriton that exhibits his spirit, right? So very key thing. So 50 years from now, and every year for 50 years and every year of their college, they get $1,000. It's $4,000 wow. per student. The great news is, Ryan, we started off just creating one. We had such a high, uh, you know, great interest in guys like Tom Remillard and Dave and Scott and Billy, all pan in. We are now approaching a second scholarship that we will have two scholarships every year for 50 years. Wow. $1,000 a year for each student. That's $400,000 that will be paid out. And more importantly, think about this, Ryan. That when Bill Zimmerman started coaching in 1961, to the final year of the payout 50 years from now will have been 115 years that Bill Zimmerman has directly and positively impacted the life of wrestlers and students at Harriton High School. Wow. Wow. Really remarkable legacy for a man. Wow. That's great. Really, really proud to have done uh done this but really it, it's only because all these wrestlers came together and said i'm in 100 said i'm in mm. that's just amazing you know you get chills hearing that because you know this is all just wrestlers here getting together tom i know you're uh, one of the smiling faces right now what you know what do you uh what kind of feelings does that evoke when you hear that kind of a financial commitment Well, first off, my thanks go out to Dave and Mike for helping put this together and for calling my attention to it. Um, The smile is because, you know, Mr. Z was like a father figure to me. Um, He wasn't, you know, the type of coach that yelled and screamed and got into your face. He wasn't the type of coach that yelled and screamed and got into the rest face on the mat. He led by example. And his example to me was one of hard work, pays off, conducting yourself in you know a professional manner, leaving it on the mat, all the sort of high bars that you want kids to strive for, Mr. Z exemplified. Um, I told him once several years ago when there was a ceremony at the high school, for so many years, he was the voice on, on my shoulder that, you know, whispered to me, this is the right thing, this is the wrong thing to do. The fact that that influence is going to be spread out for decades to come is something I'm very, very, very proud to be a part of and could not find a better way to honor Mr. Z and all that he's done for me in my life. Thank you. Thank you. That's powerful. And, and I, I love, 
you know, just how, uh, just how far reaching it is. And, and even Bill, you know, as you mentioned, you're in the, the shark infested waters of uh, trial attorneys and you know, you're, fight, you're getting your elbows dirty every day. And so, you know, firsthand that these lessons, these lessons are fire tested. Like, it's not yes. just, they're going to work at the, the high school regional. They're going to work in some of the most competitive circles. Is that something you've seen come true, Bill? I, I think a hundred percent. It is, those lessons, intestinal fortitude, when I'm uh, just exhausted and I'm trying to get ready for a trial, and it's sort of, um, it's hard to get ready. Once you're in the arena, your adrenaline takes over and, you know, a week's trial go, goes by in a flash, but the getting ready is tough. And I feel myself tiring. I remember Mr. Z, intestinal fortitude, intestinal fortitude. You got to keep going. And um the lessons that we all learned, you know, Mike was saying all these guys were so eager to contribute. I have to say, I got in touch with people that I had not spoken to in some cases, 35, 40 years. And I didn't get, I'm calling them out of the blue. And I didn't get any further than to say, we're starting a scholarship for Mr. Z. Then everybody I spoke to was like, I'm in, what are we doing? Everybody. <laughs> I mean, that's the impact this man has had on our lives. It's just been incredible. And I still remember the lessons. I still feel Mr. Z and his spirit in me. And I thank you, Coach. You're welcome. Mr. Z, let's wind down with you, sir, because, you know, as much as, uh, you know, we interview folks who have won Olympic medals, all, you know, we've had Russians on here, everything, you know, but I love, having the grassroots, the grassroots teachers, because that's where you make you know, the biggest difference. Everyone can remember their, their middle school coach or their high school coach. I'm sure you can as well. Um, but when you look back at the sport, you know, wrestling and being an educator and being a coach, like how has it shaped and impacted, impacted your life when you look back on it? Well, my life has changed so much. And uh, I started out with, um, I was in Abingdon Junior High School and a fellow named uh, Zcor, not Zcor, that was the other fellow. A fellow named, um, I got his, wrote his name down so I remembered, uh, Metriff. He, uh, he he started a team and we had four matches. And I, I went out because uh, I was a very active guy. And then, you know, I went to the high school and uh, my I had my older brother wrestle a little bit, but he, he got tired of wrestling. He wanted to buy cars, so he quit. <laughs> but it was everything that had sort of happened along the way was helped me because I was a wrestler. I would have been, a, I would have been a builder. Maybe I would have been a, a, a the change because of one guy called me up, Charlie Weber, the former Eagles. Great. He called me up. said, we, we need a guy there. And if I, I said, okay. I, I said, if I can get in one day, I'm going to come. Well, that's what happened. <laughs> <laughs> I got in one day. Then I went to Penn state and the old the, the, the football coach, uh, he, he's the one who wrote me a Scott, a, a, a good recommendation. I got there and got that job. Then I went to the Marine Corps. The Marine Corps taught me like hard work, just, just go, go, go all the time. And that's what we tried to do. If the guys know we, if I was a phys ed teacher and we did calisthenics before every class, I still do those at 15 minutes of calisthenics every night, every night, every night. <laughs> and I make sure I walk a mile every day, every day. And I got bad knees. I have no qualities in either knee. I get my knees drained every three months and they give me all different kinds of things and it helps out some, but doesn't do it. But I keep plugging and that's what you got to do in life. I mean, I'm 80, what am I, 89? And uh, 
I'm doctors and God has kept me alive and I know exercise has too. So I still push and struggle and um, it's been a wonderful experience for me. <laughs> Mr. Z, you're an animal. <laughs> well, possibly. And uh, the parents, the kids have been wonderful. You've been wonderful to us. Mr. We Z. love you, Mr. Z. Amazing, man. Beautiful. Great way to to wind this down, gentlemen. Mike, I know uh, Mike, Tom, and Bill, and Mr. Z, thank you all so much for taking the time today. Uh, we'll go around the horn. Any last words? Uh, Mike, we'll start with you. Well, Ryan, you, you touched on something. <laughs> we're, we're here talking about Coach Zimmerman, and, and we're talking about the scholarship and how important it is. One of the things that, that this is meant to do is, is make people understand, you know, here we are for myself personally, 66 years ago. I spent three years, less than 5% of my life right now with that man right there. And I still talk about it 50 years later as the most inspirational, <coughs> inspirational people of my life. So what we have to do is get more Bill Zimmerman's in this world to understand that's the impact you can have on people, even though it's only three years. It is a very impressionable time and you're changing people's lives for the better. And that's what Bill Zimmerman did. And hopefully we get other people that understand that's the impact you have. You can get into teaching and make a difference in people's lives. Zimmerman dedicated himself for those three years to me and to every teammate and every student. And he did it year after year after year. I love Bill. And he was, it was an amazing person in my life. I'm so grateful for that experience. I would not be here today without him. So thanks, Z. Thank you. Thank you, Mike. Tom? Mr. Z, you are one of my favorite people on this planet. And there's, that's very elite designation because there's only four other people that I'd be able to say that about. Thank you. Thank you for teaching me that effort equals result. The harder you work towards something, the better your result. It's that simple. There's no magic. There's no potion. It's all about what you put in is what you're going to get out. If I walked away from one lesson and all the years I spent with you, that's the preeminent one that stays with me every day. And thank you. Thank you so much for teaching me that. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you, Tom. Well, you, you were easy to teach. And, uh, you, <laughs> and, you know, most of these guys also played badminton. And most of these guys also were involved with the Marine Corps fitness team that we, we always were involved in. And, uh, and they all worked hard. And I'm very proud of them. Bill Pincus, last one with you, my friend. Well, it's unquestionable that wrestling and Mr. Z changed my life. I was a 105-pound flea. I had a little <laughs> bit of talent at wrestling and no, no hard work in me. I had a pretty soft life. And Mr. Z got me going. And like Tom says, he made me understand the value of hard work and preparation to achieve whatever you want to achieve. And um, I grew bigger, but I also grew as a person under him. And like Mike says, I mean, this is 45 years ago, and we still, all of us, and not just us three, 
and not just Dave and Scott. There are so many of us that feel him as a continual present influence and motivator in our lives. And I don't know what greater testament there could be. You know, if there's that movie, Richard Holland's opus, this is, we are Bill Zimmerman's opus. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you, Billy. Well, these guys were easy. These guys were easy to teach. They were, they wanted it and they worked hard and you, you didn't have to, push them too hard because they wanted to get it to be the best they could be. Well, I love it. And I just love having, uh, you know, all you guys here together, you know, wrestling guys coming together to, to help other people. And, you know, obviously everyone on this call is, is, you know, achieving some success in life and is still leading a purpose driven life. And that's, that's a great thing to see. Cause there's nothing worse than, than seeing someone uh, who doesn't have that direction. And you just feel so bad for him. So I know we all feel a little lucky, a little spoiled that we had uh, wrestling and then people within it to, to teach us. So really appreciate you guys reaching out. Um, Dave, thank you so much. It's, it's been really great getting to meet you over the past few weeks and everyone is on the call. Thank you for your time, gentlemen. I appreciate it. Thank you. Ryan. Ryan. Thank you. Keep thank up you. the great work. Thank you, man. Thank you, Ryan. Thank you, this guys. We'll see you next weekend. Yes, yes. That'll be great. Penn Penn hey, State, right? Yeah. Friday night. Love it. Thanks hey, again, guys. guys. Have a great see day. Thank you. Thank Thank Thanks for listening to this episode of Wrestling Changed My Life. This episode was presented by Quant Wrestling. Quant provides detailed analytics on the great sport of wrestling. Download the Quant app now in the Apple App Store and Google Play Store. The first two weeks are free, but if you use the discount code WCML, you'll get an additional two weeks free. That's Quant, Q-U-A-N-T, available in both the Apple App Store and Google Play Store. Quant Wrestling, a proud sponsor of Wrestling Changed My Life.